Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This December, Lady Anne Salem is preparing to launch a project close to her heart. Icy is a journalist. You may in fact have heard of her name. We will remind you why in a bit. But for now, the project she's putting together is called the Digital Safe House, an online resource for journalists, women journalists in particular, whose rights are being attacked or being harassed offline as well as online. It's a timely project. Media and human rights advocates note that harassment of women journalists in the Philippines is on the rise. And that, as we were saying, is why Lady Anne Salem, Icy, is a familiar name. She is one of those women journalists who need protection and frankly can use the digital safe house she is building. Ako po si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. You're listening to Teka Teka Explains. In this special episode for Human Rights Day, we'll try to explain what it's like for a journalist to be the subject of a warrantless arrest, to be harassed for her work, to be held incommunicado, what it means to not be in contact with your friends or lawyers, and then to actually lose one's safety and privacy and a big part of your identity online. You'll forgive the poor and spotty quality of her interview with IC because while she's working to protect her fellow journalists, IC is currently constantly moving for her own safety. This is why her name is familiar to you. IC Salem was illegally arrested around a year ago. On December 10, 2020, a Quezon City Court threw out the charges. The judge says Icy, who was arrested with six others on that day, was ultimately the victim of an illegal fishing expedition. That's what the judge called it. The warrant was highly questionable. Icy says guns and grenades were planted. In February, she was ordered free. She tried to get back to work as editor at the Manila Today. But we're telling you her story today because practically a year later, even as she prepares for the launch of the Digital Safe House project, she herself is back in hiding. December 10, the day of IC's arrest, by the way, that was International Human Rights Day. May kumatok doon sa pinto, tapos nag-isip pa ako bago kumuksan eh, kasi nga nisip ko 2 a.m. ganyan, yung security guard yung kumatok. Tapos parang nakita na akong shield sa right side ng, ano, ng people. Ang nisip ko, i-video ko yung pagbukas ko ng pinto, ganun. So, 2 a.m., binuksan ko yung pinto. Yun, kabukas ko yun na. Dapa-dapa, tas may mga mahabang armas, naka-full battle gear sila. More than 10 yung mga naka-full battle gear. Pero yung bong party nung CIDG, NCR, nung SWAT na, at saka yung iba pa na pumunta doon, mga more than 20 eh. 
She's an editor at Manila Today, an alternative news website that covers the youth, women, workers, the urban poor. She's also a founding member of Alter Media, a national network of independent alternative media groups and individuals. So, kinuha nila agad yung cellphone ko, pinadapa nila ako, tapos sabi ko nga naka-ano ko, naka-sleepwear na para para na lang akong higigan sa floor na sabi nila, sige, tumalikod ka nila. So, tumalikod ako, pinaharap nila ako sa wall, facing away from the whole condo unit, tapos pinali nila yung kamay ko sa likod ko. So, sa few seconds later, tinabi na sa akin si Rodrigo. Tapos ganun din, tinali din yung kamay niya sa likod. Because we were prevented from looking back. Rodrigo is Rodrigo Esparago, a labor organizer. He was with Icy in that apartment that doubled as an office. Later, they will learn that five other activists were arrested in other places that same day. Every time na lilingon kami, physically nire-restrain kami, manalumingon. Tapos, paulit-ulit namin tinatanong, sino kayo? Anong ginagawa nyo dito? Bakit kayo pumasok? May warat ba kayo? No, wala talagang nagpakilala. Icy kept asking the CIDG agents if she could call her family or lawyer. And they, in turn, just kept ignoring her. Yung warrant, pinasend nila an hour later. Yun, tapos sabi nila, ayan, no, simula na yung search. Dinideclare pala yung parang nag-commence na yung search, ganyan. Kami lang, magsimula na po tayo, pasok po tayo dun sa loob ng kwarto. To be clear, while the search warrant was served one hour late, Icy and Rodrigo were restrained for that entire period. When the document did arrive, it came with a witness, ostensibly to keep watch over a legal and reasonable search. But that witness, a barangay official, was, of course, also an hour late to credibly oversee the start of everything. Kailangan nakaharap ako. Kailangan nakaharap kami dun sa ginagawa nila. Tapos pumasok na yung witnesses nila, yung isang barangay kagawad. Sabi nung kagawad, hindi ko nga po alam, ginising lang po ako ngayon lang. Tapos kinuha lang po ako ngayon lang, ganyan. So parang kahit siya, kakarating lang niya after an hour na nandun na yung CIDG. So... In any case, as officially announced, the police started going through IC's things. Binuksan nila yung bag ko, yung everyday bag ko. Yung unang binuksan nila yung parang front compartment na maliit lang, yung manipis lang yung harapan, di ba? Tapos doon lumawa yung granada. Parang ako, ano ba yun siniksik nila doon sa mesh pocket na kung saan ko nilalagay yung parking ticket ko, ganun. Yung, ang kasa nga lang doon yung concealer ko tsaka yung parking ticket. Doon nila winage. Tapos doon sa main compartment, nakuha yung isang barrel kasama nung laptop ko, yung power bank ko, yung hard drive ko, ganyan. Icy says it was her first time to see a grenade up close. Noong time na yun, ang dami kasing nagbe-video tapos... Niisip ko, parang medyo familiar ako dun sa angling ng camera na parang piniframe nila na yung granada ay kasama ng mukha ko o yung bar- barrel, ganyan. So parang naisip ko nun, magsalita ng magsalita habang nag-video sila. Kasi if they're going to present this as evidence, hindi naman yata pwede na yung video lang, tas walang audio. So yung mga ganong mga, mo- mga ginago, gestures nila yung hindi nila thoroughly sinerch yung lalagyan ng damit ko parang sinasabi ko oh no alam nyo ba na wala kayong tinanim dyan kaya ganyan kasi di ba yung next na, na nakita nasa ilalim naman ng unan yung isang granada tsaka yung isang baril nakasoksok siya sa isang maliit na messenger bag na hindi na halos sila magkasa as in yung half nung baril ay sticking out of the bag kasi nga hindi nga kasya eh tapos nilagyan nila yun, yun sa ilalim ng unan nung time na yun sabi ko sino namang maglalagay ng 
ng baril sa ilalim ng unan. Alam niyo naman naginising niyo kami para mag-grade, di ba? So parang sino nagtatago ng baril at granada sa ilalim ng unan? Napaka-absurd naman. It was now 5 a.m., about three hours after the CIDG arrived at her door. IC and Rodrigo Esparago were brought to a Pasig police station. IC says she remembers praying that there would be media covering the station. She was desperate to be seen by anyone. Because, I think we already mentioned, it was Human Rights Day. IC was in fact supposed to attend an international conference on press freedom later that day. Up to that time, hindi pa rin kami pinapatawag, hindi pa rin kami minibigyan ng chance na ma-inform yung lawyers namin or yung family namin kung nasa na kami. Tapos, naisip ko nun, may mga schedule ako nun, merong mga webinars sa UN kasi parang December 10 nun, ganyan. Tapos, mga ganun, naisip ko parang people will look for me pero parang I will have no explanation, they will not know kung nasa na ako, ganyan. Nandun na kami sa police station, nakaupo lang kami. So, we were taken using yung... SWAT na car. So kasama namin yung mga ano, full battle gear na mga SWAT personnel na parang sabi nila escort lang daw naman sila. There was no media to witness her being held at the station. No one to see her and Esparago being taken to Camp Crame, where five trade unionists arrested on the same morning were now also detained. The CIDG says it was all part of an intensified police operation against loose firearms and criminal gangs. But activists say it was proof of the dangers of government's practice of red tagging. Prior to her arrest, IC's news agency had been linked to the communist movement by the National Task Force to End Local Communist Armed Conflict, or the NTFLCAC. But back to the morning of December 10, 2020. The police promised IC that she would finally be able to call someone after a swab test for COVID-19 and a medical checkup at Camp Crame. Na-declare kami na missing siguro for maybe 12 hours or more. Pero incommunicado kami for the first 38 hours. Kasi during that time, nung ika-38 hour na, ano na yun, inquest na eh. They took us to the Mandalu yung ano, prosecutor's office para inquest Tapos, doon na kami pinagbigyan na tumawag. That was the only time. Tapos, you know, ang natawagan ko lang noon yung lawyer. Tapos, nakapunta doon yung PILC. The Public Interest Law Center, or PILC, was IC's counsel for the case. She had about 30 minutes to talk with her lawyer. Then IC was brought back to Camp Bagong Diwa. Tapos for another five days, inkomunikado ulit kami since we weren't allowed to call. And again, she and Esparago were not allowed to see anyone either. Tapos naka-isolate pa kami doon. So may isang building meant for a hundred patients. Ang nakalagay lang doon, kaming dalawa lang. Tapos we were placed in separate rooms. Sa isang room may isang kama, tapos may electric fan yun lang. Tapos wala nang nangyayari. As in the whole day, ang nagbabago lang is When they bring us meals, there wasn't anybody we can talk with. Kahit kami hindi kami nakakapag-usap or nagkikita except during mealtime. Para siyang Bartolina in effect. <laughs> Parang gano'n. Gigising kami ng 6 kasi dadating yung unang meal. Tapos yung bandang 8 or 9 a.m. makakatulog ka na ulit kasi wala ka talagang ginagawa at all. Tapos minsan magigising ako. Akala ko tanghali na or hapon na. Yun pala 9.15 pa lang. 15 minutes lang yung lumipa. Yung, yung pinakwento nila na lahat na lang ng bagay na observe mo kahit yung pagkapang nung langgam kasi wala ka namang gagawin eh. 
There were windows, but they were closed, so there was nothing to see. There was no one to talk to. The prison guards would not tell them anything, not even their names. Yung mga nameplate nila naka-double masking tape eh. So we don't even know who they are. Icy was afraid that she would become a desaparecido from the moment the police arrived at her door. That loss of control over what could happen to her was a terrifying thing. Maybe we'll leave, pero we don't know. Kasi parang every minute, inisip mo kung mag-uwi ka pa. On her fifth day in Bikutan, she finally saw the world outside her detention. The police transferred them to Camp Krame after the swab test on December 10 came out negative. The lawyers have a lot of experience na uh, mga political prisoners doon. They were able to visit us and that was the only time na nakwento namin yung nangyari sa amin. Two months after Icy and Esparago were arrested, a Mandaluyong court dismissed the case against them. It found inconsistencies and contradictions in the testimonies that the police and an informant were quoting here. There were not enough facts and circumstances which would lead a reasonably direct and prudent man to believe that an offense has been committed and that the objects sought in connection with the offense are in the place sought to be searched. End quote. The court said the search warrant was void after the police failed to seize only those items listed in the warrant. The search warrant had listed only one laptop and cell phone, but the raiding team took four laptops and five cell phones. And so the court concluded the police, quote, undertook a fishing expedition to seize and confiscate any and all cell phones and laptops they found in their premises. Close quote. As for the gun and the grenade, Yung sa part ng material inconsistencies dun sa statement ng police and the informant, those statements the judge maintained na material inconsistencies na substantial sila, hindi sila inconsequential. On March 5, 2021, Icy and Esparago were finally released from jail. But we are now just entering the next chapter in Icy's saga. They attended a press conference the day after being released. Sa pagkalaya po ng aming kasamahan sa Manila Today, ang aming editor po, yan, ang sarap-sarap sabihin na ang aming editor sa Manila Today na si Lady Ann Salem at uh, ang syempre po ang trade unionist na si Rodrigo Esparago. Matapos po ang isang buwan na madismiss ang kaso, ay uh, ito na nga po, no? But again, they disappeared from public eye. They had been advised to keep a low profile. Because if there's anything their own coverage of red-tagging victims had taught them, the harassment and surveillance does not necessarily stop just because cases are thrown out of court. In fact, the judge herself who threw out the case, the judge was red-tagged. Tarpaulins popped up on EDSA, linking her to the Communist Party of the Philippines. Meanwhile, two months after their release, the Solicitor General sought to reverse the dismissal of the case. And soon after that, Icy and her colleagues saw their harassment through text and online ramping up again. They were forced into hiding, but menacing messages reached them all the same, making the point 
they were being surveilled and that hiding would be useless. Yung sa mga threats, yung parang nandito kayo, magkakasama kayo, ganyan, pinupost nila publicly sa mga Facebook comments and pages. Pero at the same time, sinasend din nila personally sa ilang mga tao na parang sa tingin ko are connected to me or I work with or who I regularly converse with. I see notes, her email and Facebook accounts were all accessible via the laptop and phone that were taken from her. She was never able to log them out. And fast forward to today, she says that to all intents and purposes, those accounts are no longer hers. She's had to set up new email addresses, and whoever did have access to her online accounts clearly could do so much with them, from noting down her contacts and correspondences to keeping track of her friends and associates. Now as communication officer of the International Association of Women in Radio and Television, and a director at the National Union of Journalists in the Philippines, IC is now bent on making sure other female journalists who are persecuted find a safe place and know where to get help. I am working on the Digital Safe House project of IWRT and International Media Support. The Digital Safe House is a one-stop shop or a first-stop shop to link that will link journalist safety and well-being programs being offered by various media organizations or actually any type of organization working on journalist safety and well-being. So we have a third-party platform where journalists can go to and seek help or report cases. The Committee to Protect Journalists says at least 87 journalists have been killed in the Philippines since 1992. At least 10 were killed during the administration of President Rodrigo Duterte. Most victims of physical assault are male. But on top of physical attacks, female journalists deal with a different kind of violence. But the women journalists like us, Maria Ressa and, and Kruger, Frenchie McCumpio, we experience different forms of harassment and we have to live through it. And not just one type of harassment anymore, because like what happened to Marissa and myself, it's not just the legal harassment, not just the digital surveillance and all that. In various discussions we've had, it doesn't help that the top leader in the country is enabling such kind of culture by making rape jokes and catcalling uh, reporters and even making light of harassing a house helper and all that. So it's still happening, sexual harassment, online harassment, I see herself has been on the receiving end of misogynistic remarks about her relationship status. She's been cast as a communist, a terrorist, even a mistress. Na-enable hanggang sa baba yung mga ganong klaseng mga atake. Where presidents spoke about or made rumors about Vice President Robredo's relationship or Senator Lila Delima's relationship. Parang they're weaponizing public morals. Parang ganun. There should also be like a support mechanism or continuing efforts to support or provide help for journalists to be able to continue to address this and to actually continue to work and live. We asked Icy about the irony of building a digital safe house while she herself is in danger both digitally and physically. She's working, as we said, with the IAWRT, building from what she now personally knows being harassed online, putting her contacts at risk just for being connected to her old Facebook and email accounts, getting threatening messages, that ever-present fear of being followed offline and online. 
speaking with us from wherever she is hiding, away from her family and friends, unable to even meet with her co-workers, Icy lives with and works through the absurdity of it all. When IWRQ thought of the Digital Safe House, they wanted me to head a project because they, they knew that I'd be familiar with how to run it and probably what would it need. I don't know if it's ironic or if it's just a testament that we need a digital safe house or a platform where we can all try to address our safety, to beef it up. For me, thinking from the side of being project manager of the digital safe house is that if I can help people like me and then we will probably have like a proof of concept that, that this could actually work and this, is, this could actually be something that we need to strengthen and continue. The digital safe house is intended to launch sometime around Human Rights Day, December 10, exactly a year after she was arrested. I'm getting help from it actually because of the partners that we are speaking with, like how I got the personal digital security assessment and how we are we were able to escalate to Gmail to take down my account. So those were uh, with the partners of DSH that we spoke with and then we found out that they have such programs that they can offer. We also asked IC, and when your family and friends ask you, Asang kana? Where are you now? What do you tell them? Thereabouts, somewhere here, just here, you know, <laughs> something like that. It's, it's just, they, they kind of understand already that maybe they would not need to find out anymore. It's something that they're trying to get used to and they had to reckon with after what happened on December 10, 2020. We apologize again. And we thank you for understanding the spotty audio quality. We had to record this online and in IC's case from where data and Wi-Fi were quite weak. Thank you for listening to this special episode of Teka Teka Explains for Human Rights Day. Muli, ako po si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. This episode was produced by myself, written by Trisha Aquino. Audio editor is Presh Capistrano. Follow Teka Teka Explains and Puma Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or kung saan man kayo pumapodcast. Maraming salamat po. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.